today's reading will be taken from Jeremiah chapter 18, reading from 1 through to verse 7. I just wanted to read a little bit before I start with my exhortation. I don't call it a message, I call it an exhortation. We're going to talk a little bit. So the word which, Jer which came to Jeremiah from the Lord said, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in his hand of, in the hand of the potter, so he made it again another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I, do, can I not do with you as this potter, said the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are he in my hand, O house of Israel. Amen. And this is where we're going to stop at. So this morning we want to talk a little bit about the potter and the clay. So the story of the potter and the clay can be applied to our relationship between God and us. God sent Jeremiah down to the potter's house so he could see an illustration or the Lord could demonstrate to him the relationship between himself and Israel. So Jeremiah saw that the clay that the potter had on the wheel was damaged in his hand. But even though the children of Israel was disobedient and they were rebellious, we read it, we're reading the word of God over and over how they were constantly disobeying the word of the Lord. They were disobedient, rebellious, and unyielding. The lesson that was brought out wasn't that he gave up and tossed it away, didn't throw the clay away. Instead, in his patience, he made it over. So God can take any unyielding life and make it into something worthwhile. But this requires meekness, humility, faith, and obedience, which can only come through the Holy Spirit. Praise God. You and I are in the hands of the potter, Jesus. When I research the word potter, it tells me that a potter is a craft artist who uses their talent to create pots, those nice pots that some of you have. I don't have one, but some of you have one have in your house that you cook with. You bring it out only on a Sunday when you're roasting that nice piece of roast beef. Mugs, some of you have those mugs. My husband has one in the cabinet. And vases. Sometimes you see these big pots in people's house with flowers in it. Um, so those are things that potter make. Jesus the potter who creates us in his likeness and image can change our life from marred to honor. All of us at some point in our lives were like that marred or damaged clay in the hand of the potter. But Jesus did not throw us away, praise God. Instead, with his loving kindness and tender mercies, he patiently reshapes us and made something 
beautiful out of us. The potter in Jeremiah could have gotten impatient. He could have gotten frustrated and gave up on the vessel he was making. I don't know about you, but I don't like when things bother me. I like when things go in smoothly. So I can become impatient at times. So he, we realized that he didn't get impatient and frustrated um, because the vessel was damaged. But the potter continued to work on it until he saw the finished product. Sometimes we are too quick to give up too easily, especially when things are not going our way. But we must stay focused. Don't be distracted and be determined. We are a work in progress. Progress. God is still working on us. He's not done with us yet. Thank God. Although we may not be able to see the finished product, God already knows. He knows the outcome and the value and the beauty of what he's making. For the Bible tells us, For eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So, as the potter had a plan for the broken vessel that he had, that clay that he was molded into that vessel on the wheel, so does Jesus have a plan for our life. For he tells us that, for I know the plans. He knows the plans and thoughts I have for you, says the Lord. What a promise. Plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster. It's not to hurt you. It's not to harm you. Yes, at times it feels like it is hurting me. It's crushing me. It feels like this thing comes to, it feels so harmful, but it's not. It's to give you, that plan that he has for you and I is to give us a future, a great future and an expected hope. Thank God for that blessed hope and great future that he has in store for us. We all have plans. And listen, there's nothing wrong in having plans. By nature, many of us are planners. I don't know about anyone, but, but I like to plan ahead of time. I like to have things in order. I need to just have... I like to be one step ahead. So I like to plan ahead of time. I don't like it. I don't like to be just like on the on spontaneous. And there's nothing wrong with that. But have we presented or have you presented your plans to God? Don't have to answer. And what answer did he give you? Have we surrendered our plans to him? I can recall last year, December, I write on my Facebook page. I write, I, I wrote on my Facebook page. I am entering 2020 with a prior and a plan. Nothing was wrong with a prior. My goodness, I had big plans for 2020. It was going to be my year in the way that I wanted it to be. I expected things to happen for me. But that was my plan, not God's. Little did I know that God was going to allow COVID-19 to mess it up. A preacher once said that 
and I quote, a divine, and this was a divine interruption in a lot of people's life. A lot of people had plans for 2020. They already knew what where they were going to go. They know where they were going on vacation. They know where they were going to spend Easter. But my God, all of this was interrupted by COVID-19. So it's a, a divine interruption will take you and me into our in, in 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 our destiny. There's nothing wrong, like I said, in having dreams. We are people of ambition. We are ambitious people of how we are of how we would like things to be, or setting goals with a timeline of things we want to accomplish and plans for future desire but we must make sure though it is in alignment with the will of God for our life we have to seek him we have to ask him we don't just go ahead and make our plans and say here Lord this is my plan no you can scrap that and toss that away no matter how damaged you and I may be God still have a plan for us he has not given up on us he is not looking for perfect people. Ask Peter. Peter was not perfect. This is the same Peter who denied Christ. I would say that Peter was Jesus' BFF. And a lot of people would agree with me, right? But, and Peter, yet he denied Christ. But, Peter preached the greatest sermon on the day of Pentecost. And 3,000 souls got saved. My goodness, Peter's life was changed from marred to honor. God used Peter for a work, for a great work. God is looking for people that he can perfect his work in. For he who hath begun a good work in us is able to complete it to the very end he's going to see it until the work is done the alpha and the omega is going to make sure he finished what he started god complete a good work in david yes the same adulterous david who slept with his servants uriah's wife even though he was a man after God's own heart, he was marred, yet God used him. Paul, persecutor of the Christians. We read about the life of Paul, how he went around persecuting the Christian. Yet, God completed a good work in Paul. We read. And not just Paul, not just David. A lot of these men in the Bible we see that was messed up. God did something great in their life. He took their imperfection. They said these are imperfect these are men of imperfect men and God changed them into something or someone better. The master has a need for us. He has chosen us in such a time as this. My God, and in all humility Jesus help me to remain humble we should count it an 
honor i don't know about you but i count it an honor because he didn't have to choose me it's nothing good that i have done but only by his grace so i count it an honor and a privilege to be chosen by god so in all our flaws on our, our imperfection and mistakes and many failures he handpicked each and every one of us for a task you have a task you have a task and i have a task and yes although the task be great my goodness we will work for him we are sold out to him we are his workmanship his masterpiece he created in jesus unto good works which god hath ordained before ordained and that we should walk in them for it is not by might nor by power but it's by his spirit says the lord we are his hands and we are his feet extended here on earth we are his representative we represent jesus he has set us apart as vessels of honor unto him the potter in jeremiah saw great potential in the damaged clay and god sees greater potential in us even when we don't see it ourselves we like to put on ourselves we like to look at ourselves as misfit and nobody but jesus doesn't look on us like that when he sees us he sees somebody that he can use somebody that will be sold out to him somebody who can do great things for him however we though can become damaged when we failed to we failed to yield to the master's molding and this can come through disobedience we don't want to live in disobedience we don't want to live in rebellion which can hinder the work or plans of God for our life Jesus is in total control of our life our destiny he's steering the wheel he's at the control tower and though we may not understand yeah there are times when I don't understand what Jesus is doing in my life and or even like it yes there are times when I don't like it I want to go north Lord you want me to go south or even like the direction he's taking us nevertheless we must surrender we must comply to his will the wheel or spinning part that part that the the the, the, the vessel is is centered on it is in that middle area Jesus is the center of everything is the center of it all if the wheel on this center is balanced then we'll be able to live a balanced life in Christ and that's the best life you and I can ever live is a balanced life 
in Jesus Christ. The songwriter says, My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself, I give myself to you. I give myself away. The architect and master builder Jesus who holds the blueprint to our future and has sealed us with his promise and has placed within us his power and anointing is transforming us and molding us for his purpose. For you and I destiny is in the hand in is in is is in his hand and when destiny and purpose call we must be obedient and answer the master's voice be willing to say like isaiah here am i lord the bible tells us that in the year that king uzziah died isaiah saw in a vision the lord high and lifted up and his glory filled the temple Isaiah cried out woe is me he had an encounter for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and we read that one of the angels having a coal a live coal in his hand which he took off the altar laid it upon his mouth and in his iniquity and his sins were purged he also heard the voice of God saying whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said Isaiah, then said Sister Pauline, then said Sister um, and Sammy, here am I, Lord. Like Isaiah, send me. He want us to go. He want us to go and do a work for him. But we must answer the master's call. God is ordering our step, step beloved. So just trust him, trust him, and move in the direction he's steering you. He will never lead us down the wrong path. So may the Lord take our will and conform it to his will. And may he guide us to the place where we can say, Nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but thine be done even when it's difficult and hard for us. Jesus spring the night before his crucifixion fell on his face and said, Oh my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but thy will be done. Otherwise, Lord, I really don't want to go. I don't want to do this, but I have to be obedient to you, my father, and go. Although God allows human beings freedom to make choices, he demonstrates to us often times that he's still God, that he's still sovereign, and he will do whatever pleases him. Who are you and I to argue? I've tried it before. Or question God? I've tried that before. Shall we strive and shall we fight with God about why he made us like this. Why are you calling me to do this? Why are you leading me down that path? Is he not God and in total control of our lives? Does he not know what's best for you 
I mean? The Bible tells us of a man named Job who suffered loss of family, health, wealth, children. When he questioned God about why this had happened, Lord, why you're making all of this happen? I love you, Lord. I'm serving you. Why are you allowing this, Lord, to happen? God responded. I'm sure Job wasn't looking for that response. But God responded, but not in the response that Job was looking for. Instead, God had some question. God said, really? Okay, I have some question for you. Let me start questioning you. Job couldn't answer. So in closing, we read, read where God sent Jeremiah down to the potter's house to show him, to let him see the love, the, the relationship that he have for himself and Israel. God loves Israel. God loves us. Jeremiah saw that the clay that the potter had on the wheel was damaged in his hand. some point, we were damaged too. We were like that marred clay. And even though the children of Israel was disobedient, we were sometimes just like them. They were rebellious and unyielding. The lesson that was brought out wasn't that the potter gave upon the clay. Even our rebellion and disobedience, God didn't give us an up, give, give us, give, um, give upon us. Instead, in his patience, just like the potter, he made the clay over. God made us over. Make us over again, Jesus. God can take any unyielding life and make it into something worthwhile, something beautiful, something amazing. But this requires meekness. Jesus, help us to walk in meekness. It requires humility. Lord, help us to be humble. It requires faith. Help us to walk in faith and exercise faith. And it requires obedience. Help us to be obedient, Jesus. And all of this can only come through the Holy Spirit. So God bless you. As we spoke on the topic, the potter and the clay. Jesus is the potter and we are the clay. And remember that he's molding us. He's fashioning us into a vessel that he can use and all we have to do is to be to be to submit submission to his will and let the lord use us and work through us for his honor and for his glory god bless you how do i start this that's 23